1: This is episode 26 of the Arts Academy podcast with Victor Bernardo and Roxy Hayes. How to research for an interview with special guest Jasmine Lee. I got my, my new ear, my new AirPods for uh, business
0: that I'm running. Oh, this is great. You got that <laughs> big microphone. You're ready to rock.
1: The microphone's just for show. It's oh. late. <laughs> to my computer right now. Oh
0: wow! Okay. Well, That's, they don't. Well, not. I feel the same way about my muscles. They're just for show. Oh,
1: yeah. muscles. And, and I know a lot of you
0: are gonna say wet muscles, but y'all just. <laughs> I you. did,
1: but I stopped myself. <laughs> That's rude. Uh, That's rude. Um, yeah.
0: Welcome to the class, everybody. I am uh, Dean Ooh. Victor Barnato, and I'm joined Ooh. by uh, oh, hey, Head Mistress Rocky <laughs> Hayes, and of course Jasmine Lee. Thanks, everybody, for being here at the All Arts Academy podcast where we teach you things every single week. Right now, uh, we're going to teach you about how to do research. Um, now, if you're running a podcast or you're working on a documentary or whatever you're doing, uh, doing research is one of those things that you just have to figure out how to do. Uh, there are some steps that professional researchers use all the time, and we're going to talk about those steps and uh, talk about how to implement those. Uh, and then afterwards, we're also gonna have a talk about with uh, Jasmine about how to do interviews, uh, because Jasmine does interviews all the time. Right, She's Jasmine? Dumb.
1: Yes, I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, let's do this. Yay, all right, class. so uh, just to get a little background about interviews, so I've worked on a lot of documentary series for different channels. Um, For a while, I was working for a a discovery network. The the Discovery Channel has like a a series of uh, channels under them. So I was working for different shows on those channels. And in those times, because it was sometimes historical or newsworthy events, uh, the research that I did had to be super precise. Uh, So precise, in fact, that one time I researched something to a degree that a guy who was a uh, information gatherer for the CIA asked me to send him my research after okay. I after because what I was doing well, I had researched some stuff and then I was checking on whether the validity validity of it by calling this uh, researcher from the CIA and then okay. he asked for my research because he was like oh i never heard that and then <laughs> then uh, then it turned out that I was right because uh, I did a lot of the boring boring research. Now, doing research in depth can be really boring. Doing research just for an interview, there are ways to get around all the boring stuff. So let's just talk about the boring stuff for a second, and then we'll talk about the easier ways to get around it. By the way, this is carbonated water. It looks like I'm going to be burping all throughout this whole show. Oh, no. So, is what it is. Everybody <laughs> is what it is. All right. So, uh, first of all. Uh, when you are doing research, let's say, on a person, if that person has a Wikipedia page, now, any hardcore researcher is going to be like, what? How dare you start with Wikipedia? But yeah, start with Wikipedia, because Wikipedia is not strictly regulated, but it's sort of regulated. And it's a great place to start, because someone has already gathered information and Uh, references for you in Wikipedia, because uh, a lot of the, a lot of the facts that are listed in Wikipedia, Wikipedia asks that people list references, so then you have a place to start. So that's usually where I start. I go a lot further than that, but usually it's a great place to start with references, perhaps references that you wouldn't find in the mainstream, because uh, usually the references on Wikipedia are a couple of levels deep. Rather than what you're gonna get the first time, you just straight up Google something. Do you do a lot of research as well, Jasmine?
1: Uh, yes, I do do a lot of research, and I also start with Wikipedia, and then I just do fact check fact checking from there because um, I f- I find that more times than not, people aren't putting uh, fake stuff on Wikipedia unless they're trying to be funny. So, mm-hmm. majority of the times, it is you know pretty accurate and then because our show isn't live if something isn't accurate they'll just you know kind of edit it out if you don't make it into like a joke
0: right uh, there was actually somebody edited my wiki wikipedia page today as a matter of fact because someone online asked me the name of my penis and i told him it was frank and then <laughs> put it in my wikipedia page that fast anyway so uh yeah so wikipedia <laughs> people will put Random stuff in there, and it, and it sometimes it takes a while for it to get out. So yeah, definitely do your Wikipedia and fact check. Uh, so there's a couple of steps that you go through when you are fact checking. Uh, first thing that I do is I will try and identify the source. So that just means that I want to know everything about who's telling me whatever I'm listening to. Um, one thing one thing that you one thing that happens often is if if a story is a widespread story like a breaking story for instance if a story is a breaking story a lot of the times you'll you'll read about a story and then they'll all cite the same source, which means that just because you see something on several different publications doesn't mean that it's necessarily reliable if they all got their information from one source. Then the question is, is that one source reliable? And a lot of people don't think that. They think that if they see something on CNN, they see it on Fox News, they see it on NBC, it must be be credible. But if all of those people are citing the same source, then you have to really figure out is that source credible. That's uh, that's one of the first big steps, and I think one of the first things that most most people who do research casually don't know about is that a lot of times people are citing the same source, especially if it's breaking news. If you're dealing with breaking news, everybody wants to. sorry that was a little burp (laughs) if you're dealing with breaking news everybody wants to be out there first with that news so often if they find a source that they feel is reliable enough then they'll release it and then if somebody else someone releases a story as breaking news then other people feel pressure to release that same story so that's how it can happen and it's not even at any it's not even it's not even that anybody has any sort of fault behind it. It's just that it, there is a possibility that if the source seems legit and one person runs with the story, it could suddenly be everywhere and still not be actual uh, facts. So, mm-hmm. really, identifying the source is one of the things. one of One of the best way to i one of the best way to identify the source is uh, and to find out whether the source is a reliable source is to see is to see or research other things that that source has reported on. That's one of the yeah. that's, that's one of the best ways to do it. if If it's their first time that they've been a source or something, that's a uh, suspect. if uh, if they are always uh, re- if they're always a source and they're they're on sketchy websites, that's suspect. But if they're a source that re- regularly reports, for uh, high-end publications, then chances are, it's a pretty good source. Do you have any other ways that you double check your sources, Jasmine?
1: Um, I also, I mean, I do that as well. And I fact check my, uh, my blog sites and when I'm looking for actual real information because people can just literally put anything on the internet and make you believe it. I also make sure that I scroll all the way down to the bottom and look at what other stories they have, because then you can tell if it's like a mock account or if they're just making stuff up as well. And then I also use YouTube. Um, A lot of times if you put the person's name into YouTube, you can find other, like even if it's little interviews that they had and you can fact check that way as well.
0: Absolutely, in fact, uh, those interviews are Those interviews are great. That was actually one of the things I was gonna say because a lot of people don't really uh, research just audio podcasts, for instance. They don't research audio podcasts enough. They don't research like random weird interviews that are on the internet. YouTube and other places, a lot of places will put interviews up on their sites and then they'll have people. I'm just burping like crazy. I can't (laughs) help it. I'm so sorry, everybody. Uh, But a lot of people will have information or videos on their sites. Uh, one time, uh, this is actually this is crazy. So I was working on the show, and we were talking about um, the Children's March that happened uh, in Alabama, where they sprayed the children with hoses and sucked mm-hmm. sick, and sick dog don- dogs on the children. So we were interviewing mm-hmm. uh, people uh, who are now like in their mid sixties who had survived the Children's March. Um, however, turns out that one of the people who we were interviewing had been going around f- f- to uh, podcasts and <laughs> saying that she was in the Children's March when she wasn't really in it that day. She Aww. was in it later and she'd been going around just like doing speaking tours and talking about the Children's March. But when, you, when she was confronted with people who had actually been on the Children's March uh, that we flew in for these interviews... Number one, she didn't want to be interviewed with them. Number two, Uh she said she didn't want to say ever specifically that she was in the Children's children's March and she said that we were mistaken. Uh, She told my executive producers that we were mistaken that she had said that she was in the children's march. And my executive producers were like, were you mistaken? I was like, no, here's a here's an audio of her saying she was in the children's march from some obscure interview she had where she was just like straight up. Yeah, I was there. They turned the hoses on me. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, just so you know, I mean, we won't bring this up because we need to get our interview. But just so you know, it's not me. <laughs> and so, uh, but yeah, but- uh, in, in that case, it was false information, but it was actually lucky that we did that because we, um, we got her to admit the truth before mm-hmm. we actually had wasted time trying to inter- interview her and then later relayed that, information, uh, mm-hmm. relayed that information to other people. Because if she had been the only person that we'd interviewed about it, we would have believed her just like everybody else. Uh, yeah, so uh, vet them sources for real, for real, for real. Um, and then that that's actually what I was talking, what I was going to talk about, which is really uh, once you have your sources and then you've talked about the veracity of your sources, then, of course, you have to evaluate and then look for cross references where your sources may have been wrong. Uh, now, this is a this is a lot to do. This is a lot to do uh, for when you're researching like extreme facts. I also often will go through uh, Google. Now, when you search on Google, there is a tab which is called more because usually Google says you can search images, you can search news, but you can also search books. And it's great uh, for books that have been written about uh, whomever you're talking about. And and the truth is that almost everyone who is public appears in some book somewhere even little known people so you can actually find sources and then usually those sources which put books on uh, the google reader so that you can search through those books a lot of those authors love to get emails so you can find you can you can find information about a certain person through a book, send an email to the author, and the author will usually tell you exactly where they found that information from, or they will uh, give you verification of that information as well. That's just a little-known way to find extra information. Like when I when I ended up, um, and then Google Book Search also searches uh, government uh, publications as well, so it's not just. It's not just uh, publications that go through publishers. It's also things that are in the public domain. It's a great way to search for uh, information that you might not find normally because you you won't find that going through Amazon. You usually won't find that even uh, at the library, which is another great place to sor- search for information. The library's website, a lot of their information is categorized, not all of it. Uh, you can go the route of microfish. Everybody remembers microfish, do you? Did you ever use microfish? I
1: don't know if I have used microfish. I've yeah. seen
0: it on TV. Oh yeah, it's it's old school. It still exists because not not everything has been converted to digital. so you can still go use microfish to search for things like if you find a publication or a newspaper, That you can't find the printing of you can actually go to the library and still get those old uh negatives that are blown up that you can put on an analog system and blow them up and read old publications now yeah it is old but if (laughs) if you if you follow like a lot of those steps you can nail your research like really really nail it and i was i was a very good researcher when that was my job like i would i would definitely Always bring sources to the table that people didn't think of, uh, which which I think was why other researchers would come to me and and ask for sources. Um, And if you have a newer uh, person that you're researching, also social media
1: is great to look at. Um, When we have we, typically everyone we've interviewed has a social media presence, so I make sure I go and like do a deep dive through their Twitter because a lot of times they'll tweet different books that they've been in or articles that they've been in and um also I look at how they tweet to see you know if I can take that and and get any back information for that person as well
0: Oh absolutely I I I I think that um looking through people's social media I do that all the time for I, I do an interview show called uh Six and Seemly Questions and I'll look through people's social media uh, f- to find interesting things to question them about because I can tell like what they're interested in, mm-hmm. uh, what their point of view might be, and also just ridiculous things that they thought was... Their, they thought maybe were interesting to tweet about one day, which would make for a great segment for a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, that being said... Sorry, I burped again. Uh, that being said, I think it's that right the... Best way to do casual interviews is all about social media. If your interview is going to be casual, social media is great. Or local papers, uh, like if they're from a place and the local paper is written about them, usually the, the interview and information that you find in a local paper or stuff that you might find through social media, that's great sources for uh, casual interviews or, or uh, sources for questions for a casual interview. Um, those are I would say those are all my main thoughts on uh, doing uh, doing research. I I feel like I feel like if you if you basically follow those rules, like number one, you can start at Wikipedia or something like that. Usually, like the first thing that comes up when you Google, then check those sources and then. And then check the validity of those of those sources, and then cross reference with, with other sources about the same information and the same events, and also deep dive on social media. Those are great ways to prepare for an interview or to just generally do your research. Uh, that's it for all the research from Alt Arts Academy, everybody. You
1: can visit us at altartsacademy.com.